Welcome to the Life Refresh Podcast. My name is Ryan Robinson. And if you are looking for a podcast that is designed to uplift, encourage, and revive your heart, mind, and spirit, you're in the right place. Welcome to the journey of becoming the version of you God designed from the foundations of the earth. Now, let's begin. Hello and welcome back to Life Refresh Podcast. So excited and delighted to have you back here today as we conclude our lesson of heart issues, part three today. Um, if this is your first time listening, I am your host, Ryan Robinson, and uh, I love to talk about the things that we need to do to refresh our life, to reevaluate and get better value, better consistency, better uh about the things that make us who we are. And I'm super passionate about it. And um, if you haven't shared this with your friends, with family, if you've gotten any value in this podcast, share it with them. Share it with them. This information is free, but it could be pivotal and transformational uh, to your friends and family. So I encourage you, if you've gotten anything any value out of at least one podcast, share it with someone. I guarantee, I guarantee if you did, they might find something else. Um, But 1% better each day will make a difference in your life. So um, again, just share wherever you share podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google, we're all all there. (laughs) We're all there. All right. So uh, I just want to jump right into the content. Um, We left and concluded on um, part two as what with this question, what does it look like to guard our heart and keep our minds focused on what we have to focus on? Um, Easy said, easier said than done. Uh, of course, it's easier said than done. It is something that I think many of us ideally know what we should do. But circumstances, situations, climate, people that you're around can actually make that thing very, very difficult. Um, we left off with one of the scriptures there um, that kind of reinforces this this topic of how do we guard our heart. But we started with Proverbs 4, verse 23, and it says this. Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Guard your heart. Guard your heart. So what does that even look like? And, and we gave a few examples, but to, to to expound upon what we left off with, sometimes our gates, our eye gate, which is the things that we see, and our ear gate, the things that we hear, inform our heart. Okay, so if you happen to be watching a television show or a commercial, um, marketing is super, I mean, that's what marketing is all about, is actually giving you an image, a vision of what it actually looks like to be an owner of a BMW, to be on a vacation in in, uh, Cancun or Bahamas, there's all kinds of things. Um, 
what it's what it's like to have a particular product or have a particular procedure done, whatever it is, there is vision that is given to help us envision what it would look like if we were to purchase uh, this particular item, procedure, what have you. Now, the thing is, we need to actually bring our vision to the product, okay? Um, The Bible says, for we perish for lack of knowledge, and where there's no vision, people perish, okay? So the two things that are super important, knowledge, so that we won't perish, but vision is another thing that causes us to perish. So if you don't have the vision and the knowledge to go with the vision, you are also uh, up a creek, if you will. So again, I want you all to understand that marketing, visual, and there's nothing wrong with it, right? We all know there's particular products and services that we need. There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it unless you are looking for yourself in it, okay? If you're looking for yourself in the services, in the product, in the material, then that is not the way you should be living your life. Now, also, we can go to the same thing with music, the things that we hear, the things that uh, entice us. Those things are also important. We have to guard what we hear. We have to guard what we hear. And you can also become what you hear. Okay? Um, Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So that means if we are hearing about faith, we will increase in faith. Likewise, if we increase in hip hop or whatever we listen to, that will also take root in our system, in our heart and take root in our heart. So again, if faith can be increased by hearing, other things can be increased by hearing too. Negative talk, gossip, what have you. Again, still applies. Okay, now that we've established what our eye gates and ear gates um, allow us to receive, what is the plan that will guard our hearts and keep us And I want to go to Philippians chapter four, Philippians chapter four, uh, starting at verse four. Now, this is actually going to bring about maybe five, actually five ways, five ways that we can guard our heart. Okay, Um, this particular um, section of scripture is an exhortation and instruction on how we as people, which um, obviously we in in meaning the the observer was happening in this particular part of scripture, um, are able to glean from and apply to our own lives. Okay, um, so Philippians chapter four verse four says this: Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let everyone come to your to know your gentleness. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with gratitude, make your requests known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will protect your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever things are true, 
whatever things are honest, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report. If there is any virtue, if there is any praise, think on these things. Do those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen me do, and the God of peace will be with you. Okay, so let's just jump right in because I think there's so much to take apart in here. We don't have a whole lot of time, but I want to get to a couple things here. Um, It clearly states in verse six that we need to pray. We talk about, I just talked about God knows you, has a plan for you, um, and knows you better than you think you know yourself. He's fashioned you. He's created you. He knows everything about you. So why not go back to him and acknowledge, hey, I need some help with what's going on. Because we're not meant to carry the burden of the world on our shoulders. We are not at all. The Bible says to cast your cares upon him for he cares for you. And the thing is, we don't do enough care casting because there's a level of trust that we have to establish. And trust is hard. To pray in the first place is somewhat acknowledgement of trust that I can't do something and I need someone greater than myself to help me accomplish what I need to accomplish, to help me to go through what I need to go through. There is a release that has to happen in order for one to come into an acknowledgement that they need prayer and they need a God to help them. So it is, uh, it's not just a divine trade with God. We're not just trading this for that. Okay. Um, is in fact, it's an unequal exchange that we actually benefit from because God indeed cares about us. So if there's any encouragement, if you haven't done it before, um, or you do it and, and have a hard time doing it, depending on the circumstances, I highly recommend that you pray. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to sound eloquent. It doesn't have to use big words. It can just be you and God having a conversation. And see what happens. See what happens. Um, I, I just encourage you. But it starts there. It starts there. Okay. Um, so let's, I want to continue on the scripture here. So this is anchoring being, sorry, verse 6. Be anxious for nothing, okay? That means having confidence, but in everything, by prayer, which we've established, and supplication with gratitude. That means asking with gratefulness, which is number two. Gratitude. Be grateful. This is a buzzword that we hear all the time. All the time. This is like, you know, you can experience gratitude. Thank, thank, thank you for, and the thing is you can be thankful for a lot of things, but how often do we slow down enough to actually look at what we have and not what we lack in order to get gratitude? 
or even be thankful for a moment. I mean, the things that we take for granted are things that we we just take for granted. The things we take for granted are may, they might be common things that someone else might not be experiencing. In fact, gratitude is the second actionable step that gets you into peace with God or gives you peace of from God. Uh, discontent is the opposite of gratitude. And the lack of being grateful leads to demanding more from yourself, more for from your life, more material, more, 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 more. That's what lack of content creates, this insatiable desire to fulfill a deep hole, big hole that only God can fill. I don't care how much money you have in the bank. I don't care how many cars you have in the garage. I don't care how many uh, whatever you got. (laughs) It doesn't, it will not, cannot give you happiness. Now, don't get me wrong. It could help a lot. (laughs) It could help a lot. Having a lot of money, having a lot of cars, having a lot of clothes. It can help a lot of things. But ultimately, there's a line where there's not going to be enough satisfaction. So just like an addict who needs to get more to get the same high he helped, he or she felt the first time, you're going to have to buy more, purchase more, sell more in order to get that same feeling again. Until we look at and stop running away from what we already have. Now, if you demand anything outside of your reach or out of your reach, your heart can be full of turmoil. We talked about this in in part two. It says, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but joy is the tree of life. You know, that's the thing that made Adam and Eve sin against God. They wanted the one thing that they couldn't have, fruit from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. But they could have eaten from any and every tree except that one. They thought that they lacked something. In fact, the Bible says they will be like God. But here's here's the kicker. They were already like God. Come on, somebody. They were already like God. Adam and Eve were made in the image and likeness of God already. So the thing is, if you're chasing something that you think will bring you happiness, in fact, I challenge you and I dare you to look at yourself and perhaps you already got what you need. You just choose to not see it in a way that God wants you to see it. If you feel like you lack importance or value, start looking at yourself with value. Come on, somebody. Somebody needs to hear that. You are valuable. You are loved. But you have to see that for yourself. Name brands can't do it for you. 
accolades can't do it for you. They only last for but a moment. So gratitude in action can bring peace in difficult times. Training our brain to find the good and thank God and thank God in the middle of it opens up our heart to receive peace and experience less anxiety. Now you have the option every day to see if you have a glass half empty or a glass half full. Are we going to be thankful for what we have in the cup? Or are we going to be anxious for what we don't have in the cup? Okay. Just something to think about there. All right, let's go, let's go to, to, to number three. Um, there is um, a process of right thinking. Okay. Right thinking. Um, so we already talked about gratefulness, right? That we got to be grateful. That one we need to pray to, we need to be grateful. Um, but but verse eight uh, gives us uh, what we should focus on. Um, and it flows right into number two. Um, but the positive thoughts should look like this. What do we focus on when we need to be grateful? We can't just say be grateful and not give you all the instruction on how to be grateful. So let's get, break it down based on what the scripture is saying. Okay, so these are the type of things that will provide and create right thinking in our minds and into our hearts. One thing that says, whatsoever things are true, okay, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, praiseworthy. If there is anything, 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 think on these things. Okay, so, okay, Paul, who's the author of Philippians, gives us these things. Whatsoever things are, um, excuse me, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, just, true, or pure, excuse me, lovely, good report, virtue. Now, he goes to this as if there is any praise anything. He puts it and brings it down to the lowest common denominator. What can you give God praise about? Last time I checked, if you are listening to this podcast, that means your hearing is good. If you can blink your eyes, that means your eyes are working. If you can wiggle your toes, that means you still have feet on your legs. If you have anything, if you can feel the cold in the house and you have AC, God bless it. That's a blessing, especially when it's like 90 plus degrees out here, like it's been the last few weeks here in Ohio. It is something to give God praise for. And this is the thing. I'm not asking you to have a sense of Pollyanny and act like things aren't okay or Every, that there's nothing going on in the world that could cause you to be down. I'm not saying you ignore it. 
and have this sense of Pollyanna that everything's going to be okay. Sometimes everything isn't going to be okay. But if you look and dig and cultivate something to give God praise for, the Bible says that you will receive the peace of God and it will be with you. Excuse me. The God of peace will be with you. If you focus on what you have and who gave it to you and give praise for just that. You can give God praise for your for your food on your table because there's people that don't. There's 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 people who have who don't have the senses that you have. They can't see, they can't taste, they can't hear. Or they might have they might be colorblind or whatever the case is. It there is something to give God praise about and to be thankful for. If you can't find anything, I would challenge you that you're not alive. You can, if you choose to, find something that's praiseworthy. And I guarantee that it would, it will help you. It will challenge you to be present in the moment and find something that you can focus on to make sure that you guard your heart, okay? Now, the last, the, the last couple pieces here, once you say all these, once you do all these things, at this point, you are putting God's work, word to the test, okay? Now, the thing is, in uh, Matthew, excuse me, not Matthew, John 13, verse 17, says, now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. I'm going to say that one one more time for the people in the back. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. It's not enough to just know. I'm going to say it again. It's not enough to just know. We have a ton of information out here. How many people act upon the information that they've received? We must put into action and put into practice the things that God has outlined as his best for us. Like, I don't think he's playing with this one. Give it a moment. If you, if you just thought about something positive for one minute and your mouth doesn't, you don't, uh, crack a smile or a smirk or something. Uh, that's, that's in the word of God. If you think on these things, you will, you will be in a different place. Peace will come across you when you can't find hope. And that's how you guard your heart. Okay. It's super prop. It's it. And this is the thing. It is super important to know that if you do it, Jesus says that you will be blessed if you do them. Obeying brings blessings. And this is the thing. 
and, and obedience has this whole terrible connotation in, in, in our culture these days. But it's literally just living out what you know to be true. It's just following the instructions. It's not that complicated. If, you know, as a child, I told my I tell my daughter, hey, I need you to pick that up. Obedience just is like, oh, I'm just gonna pick it up. There's a level of obedience to it that it doesn't come to, you know, you getting fit like there isn't something that I made you do it, so you have to be obedient. It's just following the directions. It's just following directions. You have to follow the directions in anything. You have to be obedient. <laughs> to the instructions if you want the thing to work, okay? And the last part here is to trust God in all of it. But Proverbs 5, sorry, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct thy path. All of this requires trust in God. That's it. That's it. You gotta try it. You got to try it. You got to try him. He is open. He's willing. He's available. God is bigger than our knowledge, our senses. He knows everything. But we have to be in relationship with him and just trust that he's going to lead us and guide us to where we need to be. In fact, whether we like it or not, He's always leading and guiding us. Whether you are a believer in, in, in Jesus or not, he's still leading and guiding us. He's still leading us. It may not be everywhere we want to, <laughs> but he's still leading and guiding us. But all of this comes down to is a matter of trust do I trust myself or do I trust God? And through all of these things, will it really guard my heart? And just at that moment, are we going to choose to trust God in all of it? Or are we just going to have wishful thinking, say that this is a fairy tale, and continue on with the miserable life or moments in life that we have. I'm challenging everyone on this, on listening to this podcast today that heart issues are real. But God has a subscription, a prescription, excuse me. God has a prescription for heart issues. And we just listed the prescription here. But it's not enough for us to go through all the motions, have all the conversations, and even have all the podcasts talking about how do we guard our heart and keep our heart if we don't apply what we've learned. So I'm challenging you this week. Think about, if you can, at least once or twice a day this week, Think of something positive. Write it down. A moment that you grew up in. A friend that you haven't seen or a moment that you shared with a good friend. 
whatever it may be, whatever it may be, think on that when you're having a rough moment. Be present enough to say, I'm not going to let this negativity derail me from having peace with God. And the Bible says, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. That concludes our teaching of Heart Issues Part 3. So excited to put this one in the books again. But make sure you share this with somebody. I guarantee you it's going to bless you. Looking forward to our next topic at the next podcast of Life Refreshed. You do not want to miss this next one. Take care. Thank you for tuning into the Life Refresh podcast. There are three things I'll need you to do before you go. One, subscribe to this podcast, whether it be through Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure that you subscribe to get the latest episode in your feed. Two, rank the podcast. If you like what you heard today, make sure you give it a great rating on those platforms. It'll help get us the exposure we need to make our message much broader and reach a different audience. And three, make sure you share this episode. I guarantee if you found value in it, someone you're connected to will find value in it as well. With that said, take care and tune in to the next episode of Life Refresh.